This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Welcome into Running It Straight, folks. Uh, for the final time in 2023, it is our final show uh, as we wrap up the 2023 NRL season. It is done and dusted. The Penrith Panthers have won their third consecutive premiership in one of the all-time great grand finals on Sunday night. It's been a couple of days uh, for us to sit back and mull on it, so Kempi and I will get stuck in very, very shortly. Uh, and then we're just going to have a look at, a se- at the season as a whole. We'll run through the, the ladder and pick out a couple of teams and maybe teams that disappointed, teams that surprised, and where to in 2024. How do we see it all shaping out with plenty of players moving around? We'll finish off as well talking a little bit about the Kiwis uh, with the upcoming Pacific Championships. Uh, the Kiwis have named their squad a couple of very, very light positions, hooker in particular. Um, oh, the thought of Danny Levi starting at hooker's enough to send shivers down your spine can be but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the hour you can uh, text through anytime on double eight double three, or as always on the YouTube uh, stream we love have you, uh, having you watch along you can uh, drop us a comment on the YouTube stream and uh, we'll, we'll make sure we answer any questions or thoughts that you have uh, wrapping up the 2023 season can be um, grand final on Sunday night best grand final of all time well it's the best one I've seen for a while um, now nah, Newcastle's was the best one when they won that Won that uh, that grand final against Manly, and Albert went down the wing. I th- I think from a Newcastle perspective, <laughs> um, but yeah, mate, that's got to go close. You know, Brisbane, North Queensland Cowboys, the South Canterbury one, which I was at, mm. um, but this one on on. Sunday night had everything, and and we sort of thought it was going to have everything just with the two styles that were coming Fast. up against, which it was so quick. Um, the intensity in that first half was origin like, and it's funny. I I said that to a few mates, and they said to me, uh, "Well, of course it's a grand final," and I'm like, "You've got to remember, Origin is the best of the best playing against each other. The NRL is slightly different. You would think Origin is has a higher intensity, but that game on Sunday, I think, almost blew it out of the park." What were you thinking um, when Ezra Mam scores his third try? The Broncos are up twenty-four points to to eight. Uh, I, well, like everyone, I thought they probably would get home. Um, you could see that they pulled back a little bit too, but I think that you know, with the with the high completion rate in the nineties for um, Penrith, that they always had plenty of juice. And I, mate, the, the, there was three changes that changed the game. Uh, the one when Luai went off, I thought if Luai stays on, they win it. Mm. Okay, because Luai was he wasn't he was a passenger and he was overcalling Cleary all the time, and Cleary was sitting back. So Luai goes off and Cogger comes on. Cogger's unsung hero. He he was absolutely superb when he went on, um, and pushed pushed Cleary out one, especially on that right hand side. So it gave Cleary a bit more room to move. But then Leota and Harris came back on, Fisher-Harris came back on, and that's when Payne, Haas and Fledger were just absolutely dominating with Carrigan in the middle of the park and just steadied the ship. And mm. and that momentum swift. And I'm talking about if you're looking at a pendulum, one's going up and one's going down, well, when Haas and Fledger were on, Penrith were way down. They, they couldn't get any momentum. They were still completing their sets of six. 
and they put that 24 points on, and then all of a sudden Harris and Leota come back and they level it all up, and then all of a sudden it becomes another arm wrestle, mm. and that's where uh, Cleary gets on the front foot, thanks to thanks to young Jack Cogger and the uh, and the way that he played in through that middle of the park. So, um, am I surprised at the end, mate? You could see it coming. Like when you're watching the game, you're going, they're hanging on for dear life. Yeah. Back to back sets of six, you know, the short dropouts, the errors, the court, the the captain's call was just a that was a throwaway <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from Reynolds. But they, they, that's desperation. That's what starts to happen when you're making those types of uh, decisions under fatigue. And what got him in the end? The percentage rate. Yeah, ninety seven percent, which is just incredible for a grand final. Can be one error across the uh, the eighty minutes, and sure there was defensive lapses there at times, but they still able to get the job done, which is a measure of uh, Ivan Cleary and this Panthers team. For the Broncos, what was it? And and I'll talk about experience in a second. But was it um, after going twenty four points to eight up? Was it them going a bit more? Defensively and thinking, we've just got to defend this now, as opposed to putting the foot on the screw and keep and, and keeping on. Yeah, you know? there's a saying, Sammy, in, in the NRL that you've got to lose one to win one. And I think with all the young blokes that are in the side, they'll the the problem that you have now, or it's not really a problem for Brisbane. I think they're a real danger. I think they they come out next year absolutely fine, wanting to go back there and win it. Um, especially with the amount of players that they're going to keep. I think they only lose Fridge next year. And Herbie Farmer. Uh, and Herbie Farmer. So it shouldn't be too hard to change that around. They're talking about Reynolds being, you know, on the same the same um, boat with um, Sean Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. he's on the, on the back end of it. But, you know, when you look at the way and the speed of that game, I, I just think they got to, what's that, 16-minute mark uh, to go, and they became a club game again. It didn't become... Yeah, totally. It didn't become a shutout game. Like... When, when Reynolds went and um, passed that ball to the young back rower and he gets tackled on the last, that was a massive error. Mm. Like, that was a massive error. Did you see Nathan Cleary do that? No, he just he went to the side. Crichton knew how important it was to put that ball Some into Some massive the, plays from Stephen so Crichton. Like big, big plays, and I just think that they got to that back end of that game and they thought, well, we've got it done. It's more of a club game. They'll, they'll never come back here, and Penrith were never going to lie down and die. So I think they've learned a hell of a lot out of that that loss. Um, you should never lose it at 24-8. No. But when you're up against a, a dynasty team, a legacy side like Penrith, who knows how to win them, they just weren't going but, away. But this is also what we talked about a couple of weeks ago and a couple of months ago, you know, when I mentioned about the Warriors, um, you know, not winning a grand final. And, I, and I, the one thing I talked about was that experience. I didn't care about skill, didn't care about pace and, and personnel, purely for experience. Like Penrith, and the fact that, you know, in the interviews with Ivan afterwards, he sort of talked about thinking that, you know, oh, I didn't know how we were going to do it and, and if we were going to come back, but just so calm, so collected. And at the end, even though they celebrated, it was almost like another box ticked for Penrith, another title, you know, and we keep on. It wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't like they had won their first one, which is understandable, but just that experience, I don't think anyone can undervalue. And I think now Brisbane will hopefully have an element of that moving yeah, forward. The, the difference between the Penrith team and every other team in the competition is how they've kept that nucleus of players together since they were 14, 15. Um, and they've grown into men, you know, 10 years later at 24, 25. They are, you know, the best side who's used to winning football games. So they know how to win. That's that's a given. They've won two before, now they've won three. That's real That's real dangerous. No matter who they they... they click out uh, this year for next year, the players that come in are, are going to come into a winning culture. 
the thing with Brisbane is that Brisbane just has so much speed, mate. Yeah. Like across the board, the, the pace that they play in. And if they, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, if they had matched Penrith, and we always said this, if Penrith will strangle him if they keep dropping the ball and, and turn it over. There was a stat in the first half, 11 out of 11 for Penrith, 4 out of 11 for Brisbane. Yeah, and it was that type of game. They were they were compl- completing under 50%. Um, Penrith were completing close to 100 At the end of the day, Moses Leota doesn't get to that support line if Brisbane complete their sets. Mm. So he's just got too much energy left Mm -hmm. in his legs. Moses Leota and Fisher Harris don't come home and dominate the middle with 16 minutes to go. They were just too fresh. And of course, Cogger, the the, the master stroke of this game, which not a hell of a lot of people have spoken about, is taking um, the centre out. uh, Just the name just... Mrs. What, uh, from from uh, from Penrith, Penrith that was playing for Penrith. Targo, no, no, no. P- place for Penrith and put and putting Cogger in the bench in his place. Um, I'll just come. I'll come back to the name in a minute. But Jermaine that, Salmon, I don't think Jermaine. No, Salmon, no, no. Jermaine Salmon was nineteenth man. Um, but anyway, but putting Cogger on there because of the oh Peachy, you're talking about yeah, Peachy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peach, Peachy. So putting Cogger in for Peachy was a masterstroke. Yeah. because it was about covering the shoulder, but also covering Nathan Cleary. In that, in that position because if you think about it so he goes off Lord, this is going to shoulder and Peachy has to go to 5'8 you know what I mean mm. it is then like real tough yeah. but the way that the way that Ivan thought that through and put Cogger in there on the bench and it played out exactly what he thought because you've got to rem- remember it's Luai coming back to play in that grand finals another story you know how he, how he done that um, is fantastic but to, to say well I'm possibly going to lose him Instead of having Peachy on the bench, I'm probably going to have to go with Jack Cogger because Jack Cogger is going to give me more for Nathan. Mm. And it worked, mate. It worked out. Nathan Cleary on the back of Cogger and, and Fisher Harris and Leota went to another level. Just quickly to to, finish, to wrap up the grand final, Kimby, just a quick word on Penrith, the ability to win three titles in a row. How difficult that is, uh, Ivan and Nathan. Well, in the modern era, I think people don't realise how hard it is to get to a grand final. Yet, yet Penrith. I read something today from, um, from I think it was Young Sorensen saying, you know, we expect to get to the final. Like, if you can come to training in the preseason, go well, we expected to be playing in October in the final, mm. um, mate. You're halfway there. Yeah. To do it three times, mate. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about whether they do it another three times because they, they've got the team that can do that at this age. Uh, Nathan and Ivan. Mate, you're blessed. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Ivan. Ivan, you're blessed, and Nathan, you're blessed. You know, your dad's such a astute coach. That Cogger, that Cogger um, decision won him the grand final, hundred percent. But Nathan, um, on the other hand, and I don't agree with the immortal uh, uh, tag at the moment, Sammy. And mm. there's a number of reasons why. Yes, he was fantastic in that that last twenty minutes, but the first sixty he was he was average. He was yep. carrying that knee injury. He missed a couple of tackles on Ezra Man. Ezra Man. Was was get we was halfway up those stairs to get the Clive Churchill. <laughs> he was yeah, for hard yeah. time to exist. But have then, it. but then, the the momentum swings on the back of those two front rows and their halfback, and Nathan Cleary puts on a clink the last twenty minutes. Last twenty minutes doesn't get you immortal status. Yeah, it, he he hasn't done it for Australia. He's been picked over Cherry Evans in the Pacific Cup. He hasn't done it at Origin level, and he hasn't done what these guys done week in week out for 10 to 15 years. Mm. And I'm not saying that he can't because he's only 25, but let's wait and see what happens over the next five years. I, I, I don't want to debate it with you because we're going to run out of time, but I do find the, the conversation interesting. Like when you look at someone like JT, who um, you know is, is regarded well, as... JT, yeah. and there's another but, one. But, but, but the thing with JT is he did it at origin level. 
not like I mean he wasn't a, he was one of the best players in the year every year, but he only won one title. Well, genuine one title with the Cowboys, the, the Bulldogs, and like his first or second year. But you know what I mean, like yeah. But he won Nathan's ten, just but doing he won it in a different origins. area. Yeah, but but he also won it alongside Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk. Like they were all together. Yeah, yeah but they were Origin, not club football. I know it's a different does, standard. I, I know, but I'm saying that they did it at Origin level, not not as much at club. Nathan's doing it at club. I just think that it's sort of like. I know everyone wants them to do it. Origin, to an extent, I do as well. I feel like that that's a proving ground for whether or not you are at that particular level. But I still think the fact he's doing what he's doing in NRL level is is it's a it's a dart, it's a darts tournament. He's in the qualifying he's at the qualifying level doing it week in week out, and then he steps up to the pro level, mm. and he's got to do it ten times. Mm-hmm. Like you know, at the at the but he also needs at four, the quali- four other immortals alongside him. At the qualifying <laughs> level, he's doing that. I, yeah, look, I, I agree, but they are all immortals in their own. And you got to honestly tell me, like, for me, this is a no-brainer. But if you put Jonathan Thurston, Matty Johns, and Cooper Cronk together, all right, Matty Johns didn't play with the mortals. He had Danny Baderas there and Matty yeah. jo- uh, uh, Joey, and Matty Johns was on the outside of him. Uh, Jonathan Thurston had no immortals next to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, but this, yeah, I, this is my point though. It's 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 a flip. So in. In Origin, he had all those players around him. In club level, not so much. In club level, Cleary has the players around him, make him good. In Origin, he's so not so much. So what has he done at Origin level? Yeah, but I know. I'm just saying it's, so Tedesco, it's a flip. So he's at Tadesco, he's at Trebojevic, he's at Latrell Mitchell. We've got to move on now. Look, we're going to go through some of the some of the big teams and talk about 2024. So, so let's just quickly do Penrith and Brisbane while we're here, then we can move on. So uh, Brisbane, like like we mentioned, losing Herbie Farnworth, Toby Fleagley, actually losing uh, Keenan Palacier as well to the Gold Coast Titans. I actually think he was a he's a bit he'd be big for them off the interchange. They do get Fletcher Baker from the Roosters, um, and then for Penrith, uh, they lose. In fact, I actually think Penrith are, are one of the teams losing the most uh, next year because they're losing. Um, they're losing Cogger to the Newcastle Knights. Stephen Cronin, of course, going to the Bulldogs. Jermaine Salmon to the Bulldogs. And Spencer Lenu uh, to the Roosters, which is a big one. They do pick up Paul Alamotti, Dane Laurie, Brad Schneider, Riley Price. So uh, Brisbane and Penrith, where do you see them in 2024? I see them one and two, 100%. I, I just think there's a different level. Herbie Farnworth was fantastic, by the way, on Mate, Sunday. he can play. That kid, that kid can play. So can Fledger, mate. He was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like there's, the game, although it was only two points in it, across, the, across both um, teams, there were so many great performances. And I just think the, the, the way that they both play and at the speed they played, that was – well, you tell me the next time we're going to see a game like that. Oh, you know. I'll tell you what, next year's a grand final because yeah. it'll probably be there again. And we all sort of predicted it, though, Kim. Like we all sort of said this could be one of the greats because of the two teams that involved. And it also proved the point um, that these two were so far ahead of everyone else in 2023. They were. I yeah. mean, the Warriors, as much as great as the story was and as awesome as they did – you just it was chalk and cheese between Brisbane, Penrith, and everyone else. Yeah, and um, it, and you know that that whole stepping up, losing one before you can win one. Like Reese Walsh, yes, he was disappointing in the game, and I know people are talking about all the bad things that he'd done. But if they had actually got home, they'd be talking about Reese Walsh. Of course they would. Yeah, about the swagger yeah, and yeah, you know, he's got 100%. the confidence and he should be the Australian fullback. Yeah. And you know, it's mm-hmm. the 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 difference between winning and losing is so fine. You can't take away the talent. Mm. If he's if he if he goes away next year, he's going to be hurting. He gets back to that position again. He ain't let the next one go. We'll take a short break here on running it straight. When we come back, we're going to go through uh, the other top eight teams. Look at them, uh, how they're going to track in twenty twenty four. Before we take new sport and weather, we'll get through the rest. And of course, later on in the hour, we will talk a little bit of uh, of international rugby league too. You can keep the text coming on double eight double three or uh, drop a comment on our YouTube channel as well. Running it straight here on SCNZ. We'll be back in a moment.